0: Hey there, it's Terry, and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. Today I have a short chat with Benjamin Martian and Andrew Kaler, who are co-creators of the ridiculous fantasy Adult Swim series, Take Tone. And if you haven't heard of Tigtone before, now you have. Immediately pause this podcast and go watch episode one, which is on YouTube and which I've linked in the description and which was created from a Kickstarter back in 2014 where Benjamin and Andrew got $3,247 to produce it, just $47 over their goal. You will not be disappointed. In fact, if you were hoping a medieval village is saved by eating a roasting child, then you will super not be disappointed. Also, you will not be disappointed by the animation because I guarantee it's nothing like you've ever seen before. Now, I gave you a little bit of history of TikTok already, but there's really an awesome story behind its beginnings in the early 2000s when Benjamin and Andrew came up with the idea, when they were college roommates, and in our chat, they share the nearly 15 years journey it took to turn it into a real live show in 2019. In fact, Adult Swim just released a second season of ticktone on September 14th of this month, so make sure you check out all the new and totally gory episodes and listen to this podcast, obviously, for some really groovy behind-the-scenes making of. And also, just on the side, Benjamin is the director of Homemade Movies and Real Fake Blood Films, where he produces one short film every month using only DIY and practical effects. Okay now, but before we jump into today's episode, I have a sponsored message to share with you and it comes from my friends over at Bloop Animation, which is an animation learning platform packed with premium video courses for aspiring animation filmmakers. They have courses for all major animation programs like Maya, Animate CC, Toon Boom, Blender, TV Paint, and many others, as well as some non-software courses like a storyboarding course, animation foundations course, and even one about making graphic novels which covers absolutely everything you need to know from start to finish. Their courses are all in video form, so there are no deadlines or application process. Simply just pick a course and start learning in seconds. In fact, they just released a brand new course teaching how to animate Moho. And Moho, if you weren't aware, was formerly known as Anime Studio. And it's a 2D animation software that's main selling point is its ability to easily build and animate with rigged puppet characters. Its balance of ease of use and powerful features make it a popular option for hobbyists. And while it's not an industry standard quite yet, it has been used on some major productions, such as the Oscar nominated feature films, Song of the Sea and The Breadwinner. And that course just came out last week and includes 38 video lessons with over five hours of content. So make sure to check it out. I've included a link to it in the description of this chat, as well as a link to all their other courses. So please give those a look. Now let's jump right into the chat hey andrew and benjamin how how's it going thank you for
1: joining me on the podcast what's up hello what's up hello not much just thanks for thanks for having us on of course
0: i'm I'm excited to talk to you about tigtone because uh it is absolutely ridiculous i i wanted, you know i feel like i'm not going to do good justice for the people who haven't heard it before but i you know describing what it is but to me it's like Kind of an alien who learned about humanity by only watching D D memes and decided to make mm-hmm. a fantasy show. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe you can can, can
1: like give it a better description than that. That that's that's a pretty apt uh, description, actually.
2: Yeah, um, it's 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 pretty it's it's a pretty good description of of how my brain works. <laughs> <laughs> did I? Did I- um,
1: adding 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 like uh the language of cinema in there too uh especially you know fantasy film tropes and um there's a lot of there's a lot of tick that's just sort of like hitting those cinematic moments but we don't deserve don't deserve it or earn it we just do it and then move on um but yeah, I mean, we write a lot of the times we're writing from the perspective of like the worst 12 year old boy to play D&D with who's just trying to do the manliest thing possible all the time and it's the worst person to play with. Um, so yeah, you're, you're right on.
0: I love, yeah, the whole, every episode is just trope after trope. It's almost like you need a background in fantasy and cinema to experience or to like really appreciate it. But I, I, I don't think you do really. So. Who who is this show for? Like who are you creating it for? Who's the optimal person to watch it? Like who are you really hoping to connect with with this show?
2: I guess I'm trying to find <laughs> the alien life who speaks this language. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's really it's really a signal out there for alien life. But no, I mean I mean it's for for me. I mean for me it's just it, it's it's a treat to to just to actually find an audience or that that is able to speak this strange, this strange, just meme, uh, I don't know, uh, just firestorm <laughs> of, of fantasy tropes. And it's just kind of, I don't know, it's, it's, I, I, uh, hmm. I don't it's, know where it, that was it, going. It's
1: like, I mean, it's like people, I, I, I think that like people who, who get film or i mean the thing is is we're as a culture so like um steeped in cinematic language like that's kind of the beauty of like cinematic language is that you it you everybody just kind of understands it so when we make when we make jokes like that like cinematic trope jokes and stuff it's kind of this unspoken conversation happening with the audience and if and people get that but if you're into you know tabletop gaming and, and video games and stuff then you get uh, a little bit more out of it as well because there's certain times i'll watch it with you know certain people who don't play D D or you know video games or anything and some of the jokes just go right past them and they don't get it but then other people who are into D and magic the gathering and stuff they'll they'll pick up on the on the those jokes so gotcha. um, did
0: this did this yeah. come about at from your guys Playing D and D or Magic the Gathering or something like that.
2: Uh, on honestly, I uh, I the first time I ever played D and D in my life was just a couple days ago. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, uh, for, for, for me personally, um, it come my background in with fantasy is mostly video games. Hmm. Um. So for me, a lot of the 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 logic. Uh, in the way that the Tick Tone world works, is very, very video game uh, protagonist centric, yes.
0: like side quest, here's mm-hmm. some gold, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, um, and, yeah, and and and, and, just, like... and just
2: and just and just like at this this and also just having this main character who you know is just at the at the center of everything for no reason.
0: Are there right there and a... and
1: can function as like Tick Tone? does just functions as whatever we need him to function as. You know. Um, very much like an avatar for for our brains basically
0: nice so but. congratulations on uh, this next se- this season two which started earlier this month I think that's awesome that's uh, you know your work Thank you second season now so I know, much I know you guys started way back in the early 2000s but I'm just wondering before I, I want to know kind of how your journey went through creating this in college to getting it picked up in 2019 so but first uh is is there anything special or extra ridiculous that people can look out for on this season of of Tigtone or something that you're really excited to (laughs) Uh,
1: infuse I mean I think Tigtone dies like six times in this season
2: (laughs) yeah lots of decapitations
1: yeah yeah um There's lots of Tigtone building things, Uh, lots of, (laughs) lots of, lots of solutions solved by building things. Um, We actually, we, we really strived this season to go for more creatures um, and, you know, more non-humanoid characters and stuff. So there's more monsters and demons and um, stuff like that.
0: Cool. Cool. I, uh... yeah building things is always a solution that works for me for any problem
1: <laughs> it's funny it's funny because we we the production order it was different is different than the air order and um we just aired the tigtone in the demon maze episode which he builds this kind of rube Goldberg machine um and we actually did that episode later in the production order after we realized we've had like three or four episodes where Tone builds something. And so we actually, we made a joke about our own use of building stuff in that Demon Maze episode, but then I didn't realize that it aired earlier in the season. So the joke that <laughs> doesn't really work because you haven't seen the other three episodes where you build stuff, but um,
0: yeah. That's hilarious. That reminds me of Arrested Development, where you have to watch it a few times to get all the jokes, because there's like <laughs> jokes that pay off before you even see an episode. I was like, <laughs> right. that. maybe maybe that can become, become a thing. So right. so t- take me back to the college days where, you know, you guys invented TigTone and the journey that it went through to get onto TV. <laughs> and
2: well, uh, just like right out of right out of college. Yeah. Um, uh, this was like you know just just about a year or so after like the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy was out of theaters, and so all of that was fresh in our minds, and 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 you know we were doing uh, lots of video projects together, and um, uh, and so you know we were just had this this you know unironic, unashamed love of of fantasy, and at the same time just really loved just uh, I don't know how you know just just kind of just kind of just kind of just, kinda, just kinda this, this like this this fun this fun anti-humor aesthetic that we wound up just kind of combining into this perfect s- silly storm um, and uh, let's see
1: well, we, we were writing um, it was uh, we wrote a, a live action feature uh, fantasy was kind of the first Uh, iteration of this like kind of universe that that we were working with and it wasn't like making that's kind of important is like it's not we're not satirizing or not like parodying like fantasy that was never the goal because like Andrew said we love we love fantasy so it was more like having fun with our own version of fantasy you know and um, so we had this live action feature script and then we tried to get a grant I don't know why we thought we were going to get an arts grant for this fantasy movie but like The uh, the technology at the time was kind of just starting to come out on a consumer level where you could do a lot of like compositing and, you know, you know, green screen and After Effects and stuff like that. And so we kind of shot all these test shots and tried to get a grant and didn't get any money. And then we started to write shorts that were sort of in the same universe. And one of the shorts was uh, this character called Tigtone. Yeah,
2: Tigtone Tigtone kind of started as a it started as a kind of a proof of concept for right. for this larger project
1: And then we tried and then we tried to shoot I think it was around 2004 or five. Um, we tried to shoot Tigtone as a live action short and uh, we only got like one one half of a scene shot before we realized like, oh this is just way too far beyond. <laughs> what we're capable of as like broke art school students out of college um trying to make this because we wanted it to look like super you know huge and lush and like you know lord of the rings but obviously we had didn't have the resources to do that
0: yeah right. well it it does look su- like okay so from a art perspective it looks fantastic like the detail and quality of of what you're looking at i've never really seen anything in mainstream tv like that before so how how did you go to produce that first episode? Well, uh, keep in that... mind,
1: when we were shooting, oh, sorry, Andrew, when we were shooting this stuff in college, we were shooting it on like DV tapes, uh, <laughs> like with, you know, 720, I think was the, the biggest frame that we could get. And it was like, we were shooting with like blue sheets in the woods. And Andrew, there was one shot we did with Andrew, like this epic sweeping spinning shot of Andrew dressed as some ridiculous character. Uh, But he's literally standing on a desk chair that like we're spinning and shooting to try to composite him into this like helicopter shot. It was just, but it didn't, I mean, it looked great for what we could do, but definitely not what we have now.
2: Um, Yeah. Right. Cause that was part of, part of, part of the, part of the, part of Tigtown's core is, is looking as authentic as possible because as soon as, as soon as uh, it doesn't look beautiful, like that's when like the farce, uh, just becomes you know just yeah so what it? (laughs) i don't even know well i think
1: it was the i think it was looking at magic cards and looking at fantasy art and being like why can't we just make it look like that and then i think that was kind of the springboard for andrew to go oh yeah why don't we just take fantasy art and try to manipulate it and make make it move so that we can have it look like that
0: Nice. So um, obviously there's there's like so much you, that I had to learn about how you actually made it animated with your like facial recognition stuff. But how did you take it from this concept where you had a couple of episodes, you had this, you know, you you knew that you wanted this authentic look and feel to actually getting it picked up by Adult Swim, you know, almost two decades, like 15 years later.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, in the meantime, uh, the the, well, the first well, what ha- it took. It, I mean, you know, just all the R and D of of how to even do this in the first place took so long yeah. that by the time that the style was even like by the time because like I I knew After Effects pretty well, and so by the time I finally started doing all of this stuff, like th- that was you know 2010, and then um I did a Kickstarter to do the first Takedown episode, the begun of Takedown, which was on uh, yeah. YouTube, um. And then um, when
1: let's see, how long did it take you? How long did it take you to? to, Because Andrew Andrew directed and animated the begun of Tigtown, which was the first short, and it was like five years or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like we were periodically like we'd you know you'd send me something like hey I'm gonna record Nils we need a scene for after the son gets killed and then we would like. I'd, you know write something back and send them a scene and then it would be recorded and it kind of was like pieced together throughout the years just as yeah. andrew could get to it yeah, yeah pretty much
2: yeah. um uh and uh so yeah it took about five years recorded it started it started off just kind of as it started as an animation test but okay. by the time we had uh bill corbett as the ghost wizard and uh nils frictal as Takedown, it was just like it was like it was it was it was shaping into something so special that like it just it, it rather rather than a whole bunch of scenes that were just a bunch of animation tests strung together it became a film about a bunch of scenes <laughs> it, it, it ascended <laughs> um uh but uh yeah and then when that was put online that uh, i put it up um on youtube um once it was finished and uh blake anderson uh saw, no skinner uh artist skinner uh saw it and showed it to blake anderson who
1: uh
2: just sent us a message uh saying <laughs> about what uh, saying how big of a fan he was and uh just just straight up from there just we started talking to him did um, you
0: expect it to get as big as it did and get picked up as a show? Like, what, what was giving you the confidence to pursue something for so many years? Um, you know, when, when uh, you know, it took five years to put together an episode. Like, what gave you the underlying motive to pursue that?
1: <laughs> Boredom and insanity.
0: <laughs> so what were, you, what were you working as um, in the meantime? Were you still working in animation and film?
2: Uh, I was working at uh, a DVD authoring uh, facility in Minneapolis um, and I was uh, doing uh, animated DVD menus for uh, old public domain horror movies oh cool
0: that sounds really cool and interesting yeah it was
2: actually it, yeah it was it was pretty fun I got to I got to hang out with a vault of thousands of just garbage prints of garbage movies
1: well and you did the <laughs> Ernest and you did the Ernest scared stupid oh, DVD menu yeah. so I mean that's right that's right. What right. I've do Ernest scared <laughs> <laughs> I, I had lived uh I, I had moved to LA by that point and I was working, I think, primarily as a video editor, um, kind of a freelance video editor. Um, but again, like I think I I recorded Lucy and then, you know, wrote some stuff and I Andrew would send me shots and I'd cut it together. But Andrew was really the one who was like putting in all the blood, sweat, and tears in terms of this product. Cause I remember you sent me some like early tests of this stuff and I looked at it and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, it was so <laughs> bizarre looking and uh, very exciting. And I think that's kind of just what kept Andrew going through that was just that it was something that we hadn't seen before. And it was kind of the, the, the excitement of realizing like, Oh, this is kind of possible. This stuff that was like our, our life, you know, f- four years ago or whatever that we were writing in our apartments all night on is like, could actually happen, you know?
2: Yeah. It was more, more, almost, it was, it was almost a proof of concept to ourselves. Right. As much as it was to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what is what is your ultimate dream? Now you've got two seasons under your belts for Tigtone. you know, well, is there
2: something more that you
0: want out of it or just go, in-
1: going going back to like I I don't think we answered your other question about if we had intended for it to get there, this yeah. far and absolutely not. I think we were talking about doing more just shorts for online purposes. And I'm trying to remember, I can't quite remember if we had Blake cuz I remember we started to record another short with Blake. Yep. Like it, at my house we were recording Blake and then So, we didn't go to Adult Swim right away. I think we were going to do another short, another Tigtone short. And then at some point during that process of like doing this, we were, Blake was like, I think we can just walk this into Adult Swim. So, we didn't really pitch it to Adult Swim because they already had the begun of Tigtone. So, really, that first meeting with Adult Swim was really just sort of, uh, kind of a pre-development meeting where we were just talking about the possibilities of turning this into an episode into a, a series and what, how that would look and what the format of the episode would be. And like, at one point we were joking around with it being like Tigtone and friends, like Garfield and friends, um, which, which we actually referenced in the first episode in season one, where the queen says Tigtone and friends. It's like, that was an inside joke with us. Like, um <laughs> Uh, Yeah, and then we wrote the pilot, which was kind of a long process. And then we got that picked up um, after we did the pilot pretty quickly for series. So nice.
0: So uh, my second question was, is there kind of an ultimate dream you have with Tigtone or your careers in general? Like, you know, you've got two seasons under your belt now.
2: Tigtone pinball machine. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's That's the that's the pinnacle of our of our aspirations is a pinball machine um i um just continuing more tig tone maybe someday doing a live action tig tone would be amazing we've always joked about that um and went back uh, to the roots
2: you know, <laughs>
1: yeah. <actually> just <laughs> yeah full circle
0: on a chair in the forest <laughs> helpy helpy <laughs> would
1: be helpy would be like a full animatronic like uh jim henson-esque uh character which would be amazing um, <laughs> nice.
0: Can you describe the process of getting the facial a- animation? Because I know that's a key part of what makes Tigtone Tone. For people who haven't seen it, um, it's a very... It it's it's it immediately stands out like the mouth movements are all like very exaggerated and they're like real looking I guess so can, I don't know how to describe it can can you maybe just take us well, through what
1: you do they're exaggerated because Andrew and I are not very good actors so <laughs> <laughs>
0: but but how do you how do you accomplish it I mean I I looked it up so I know but uh, I wonder if you can give me the gist for people who are listening for the first time
2: sure uh, we do a. We do a 2D motion capture uh, warping on the faces, so we have a flat piece of artwork, just a hand pe a hand painted uh, like face, and then we fil- we film ourselves, stabilized, lockdown down uh, with. Uh, motion dots on our with tracker dots on our faces um, it filmed with a 2d camera and then our faces are basically overlaid on top of the art and uh in after effects there's uh we have some custom scripts uh and some different tools that uh manipulate the artwork with the mocap data uh to create a very very eerie uh uncanny valley uh pr- a purposefully uncanny valley look that uh It's it's very, very detailed, you know, full, very fluid, but very jarring.
1: Yeah, it's funny because it's funny because like I'll I'll read comments where people are like this animation is so gross looking. And I'm like, is that an insult or is that a compliment? Because for us, it's a compliment (laughs) because it's intentional. Um, Like the idea being that like, oh, it's a still when you look at a still of it, it's really beautiful and it looks like amazing fantasy art. And then it starts moving and it's very disturbing and grotesque um but the but the the step before also keeping in mind that we we record all the voice actors and then we lock the voices and then what we're performing to our faces are the actual lines Uh. on loop so we're just we're listening to each line on loop and then we're trying to basically lip sync our performance to their lines
0: oh man what a process i thought you were going to say that all the actors have to be strapped into this like torture chamber no
1: (laughs) no No, just us (laughs) so how
0: many people does it take to create this production like how big is the team obviously there's you two and then the voice actors
1: yeah i think the team's about 40 people
2: or yeah
1: it's um we have every the thing to keep in mind is like tigtone can't turn or can't we can't have he can't move he can't like move his hands and his arms in the same shot so like anytime he's holding anything or it's a different pose or anything it's that's a different piece of artwork that has to be designed by the character designer and then painted by one of our painters so every almost we try to reuse as much as possible of course but every pose of Tone is essentially a new painting element that we use like his body as the base but then his arms are painted differently so it's not like we can just grab the character and just manipulate it in you know, Flash or something. It's like a whole process, you know? Um, <laughs> so it takes, a, it takes a lot of people in a lot of different stages too. Um,
0: gotcha. Um, yeah. So you know, you know, you've done a bunch of interviews on this already. Are, are there any questions that you're secretly hoping you get asked so you can share <laughs> whatever crazy, weird tidbits of info people don't know about on this show? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> maybe maybe we should come back to that but I'm I'm wondering in the meantime you know looking back what gave you the most joy about this whole process of you know working kind of like with your friend on a on a project through the years and then it becoming a reality and then turning that into your I'm assuming full-time job right now.
1: <laughs> uh it's it's very surreal yeah It's very very surreal um I think the the most fun it, I mean there's the whole process is I just love the whole process of it you know we Andrew and I direct the voice actors and we get to work with amazing voice actors like John DiMaggio and Phil Lamar and um you know Maria Bamford is a guest on this season um Paul Rubens last year we had Paul Rubens and um, John Waters Andrew and I flew out to uh, record John Waters which is like insane because I've watched his movies since I was a kid which I probably should not have been watching his movies <laughs> as a kid but um, it, there, there's that but then I think the the most fun is like hanging out in the writer's room and coming up with this stuff and then seeing other people have to make it and like go through the process and seeing it come to life yeah. um, when you're in the booth recording a voice actor and you're like we wrote this line and now they're saying it and then someone else is going to animate it. And then people are going to watch it. It's just such a, it's a, such a fun, surreal experience. So
0: pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, From my earlier question about anything you want to share or hoping I ask you, is there anything kind of, as we wrap up this chat that you think would be good to know or any advice you have Mm -hmm. for people who are looking to do their own thing for adult swim?
1: Mm. just uh just make stuff just make stuff
2: i mean yeah just 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 keep going there's no there's no wrong way unless it hurts someone
1: (laughs) (laughs) or fails (laughs) Uh i mean andrew andrew uh andrew just like killed himself on this begun on the begun um short because he was like the only person who knew how to make it in terms of the technical um animation and stuff and it paid off like big time i mean the the thing that you hear about happening where it's like oh a famous person saw your short on youtube and you got a tv show like i didn't think that actually happened you know like yeah whatever that's not real um but it happened to it happened to us and uh, um not saying it can happen to everybody but i think it's just important to keep making stuff and put it out there i think that's kind of the name of the game now it's just keep producing stuff you know
0: and you guys are a great example. Well, thank you. Unless there's anything else you want to share. Thank you so much for coming on the chat. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much, man. Yeah,
2: thank you.
0: Appreciate it. And um, if you want to follow or get in, uh, see their work, you can check it. Oh my gosh, I just botched that. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're listening and you want to um, follow Andrew or Benjamin's work, You can check them out on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to include those links in the description of the chat. And of course, check out Tigtone season two, which premiered on Out Swim on September 13th. It's currently going on. And
1: and, uh, season one is on HBO Max.
0: And season one is on HBO Max. And that is all for now. So thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye.